All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the All You Need to Know podcast on Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 17th of August. Here's everything that you need to know. First, India added close to 63,500 new COVID-19 cases in the 24 hours to Sunday morning, taking the total to nearly 26 lakh. The good news is that India's fatality rate at 1.93% is among the lowest in the world. The bad news, however, is that the pace of addition of cases is not reducing. In fact, the country has now reported more than 60,000 new cases in 9 out of the last 10 days. Meanwhile, in the race to find a vaccine for the virus, Russian officials have dismissed concerns about safety and the pace at which the country is moving. Western jealousy, according to them, is fueling criticism of the vaccine that Russia has developed, which is called Sputnik V. The country plans to start mass inoculations in October, even as experts the world over are advocating caution, saying that a botched effort at this point could do more harm than good in the overall scheme of things. Russian President Vladimir Putin, by the way, has said that one of his daughters has already been given the shot. One of the big talking points today is going to be what the Supreme Court does in the ongoing Adjusted Gross Revenue, or AGR dues case. The last hearing, remember, was on Friday, and that got adjourned till 3 p.m. today. A new twist in the case is that the Supreme Court is reviewing whether companies that are using spectrum of insolvent telecom companies can be asked to pay AGR dues. The bench, which is headed by Justice Arun Mishra, had asked on Friday whether Reliance Geo Infocom, which has a spectrum sharing contract with insolvent uh, Arcom since 2016, can be asked to pay Arcom's AGR dues. Do log on to BloombergQuint.com for more updates later today. Over the weekend, on Independence Day, Prime Minister Narendra Modi addressed the nation from Red Fort. In case you missed it, Atmanirbhar Bharat was at the centre of his 90-minute speech. Among the key highlights were, first, the fact that three vaccines against COVID-19 are at different levels of testing in India and as many as 7 lakh tests for the virus are being conducted every day. Second, PM Modi announced the launch of a national digital health mission. The details are still awaited, but based on what he said, every Indian will get a health ID, which will store all their medical records. Third, the Prime Minister announced his government's goal of connecting all of India's 6,000 villages with an optical fibre network within the next 1,000 days, and this will include a submarine cable to Lakshadweep, just like the one that connects the mainland to the Andaman and Nicobar Islands. In corporate news, ICICI Bank raised 15,000 crore rupees in the QIP that closed on Friday. It placed 41.9 crore shares with qualified institutional investors at 358 rupees a share. The bank's shares closed at 361.45 rupees a share on Friday. In international news, thousands of anti-government protesters marched in the Thai capital of Bangkok yesterday 
demanding an end to the military-led administration and for the monarchy's powers to be reined in. Demonstrators in masks and carrying placards assembled at the Democracy Monument, which commemorates the 1932 revolution that ended absolute monarchy. In international markets, the dollar began the trading week steady after a planned review of the US-China trade deal was postponed. It was meant to take place over the weekend. And two of the three early rises in the Asia-Pacific region in the equity markets were trading this morning. That's in Japan and in Australia. And both had started with cuts of over 0.7%. And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Hormuz. How are we looking at the start of the week? Good morning to you, Alex, and to our listeners as well. India's benchmark indices faced pressure at higher levels throughout last week to report a weekly loss. Lack of directional cues and support from domestic investors led to indices remaining range-bound. On to the stocks in focus, and as Alex mentioned earlier, ICICI Bank has raised 15,000 crore rupees through its QIP. The issue price of 358 rupees a share is a 1.9% premium to its floor price and a 1.5% discount to Friday's closing price. United Breweries has reported a 77% decline in volumes for the June quarter. The company saw a sixth straight quarter of decline in its operational performance. The liquor manufacturer says that it remains optimistic of its long-term growth prospects and it looks to leverage newly emerging opportunities like home delivery. Glenmark's European business recorded double-digit growth during the June quarter. Overall business momentum, however, remained weak due to decline in the rest of the markets and unfavorable forex. Fortis Healthcare's revenue for the June quarter nearly halved compared to the previous year, with the company reporting a net loss. Revenue contributions from the North and West India have risen compared to the previous quarter. Berger Paints, Sun TV and Dilip Bilkon are some of the other companies that reported results after market hours on Friday and will react to the same today. Canfin Homes, Petronet LNG, Orient Paper are some of the names that will come out with numbers today as the June quarter earnings season draws to a close. And three stocks that I will keep an eye out for in today's session. First, PTC Industries which had some H&I purchases on Friday. Both Vikas Khimani and Purinju Veliat purchased half a percent stake each in the manufacturer and supplier of machine components and castings. While Purinju Veliat purchased the stake at 469 rupees a share, Vikas Khimani's purchase was at 533 rupees a share. The stock ended locked in an upper circuit of 20% on Friday. Second, Polyplex Corporation, a company that manufactures polyester film for packaging and other businesses, reported a strong operational performance for the June quarter. Net profit more than doubled compared to the previous year, which was also aided by an 80 crore rupee rise in its other income, while margins too saw an expansion year on year. The company has also declared a dividend of 32 rupees a share. And third, IDFC First Bank has clarified that there has been no discussion for a reverse merger with IDFC so far and that any such reports are speculative in nature. IDFC First Bank and IDFC ended lower for the first time in nine sessions on Friday, declining 35 and 4% respectively. On Bloomberg Quint today, APL Apollo Tubes has had a stellar run this year. The stock has doubled from its 52-week low in March and the company's CFO will be joining us on Talking Point today at 9.30am to talk about the growth prospects for the remainder of FY21. So do tune in to that one. 
Domestic investors remain net sellers for the 10th straight session now and have sold shares worth over 6,000 crore rupees so far this month. And you can get details on all of these talks in our all-you-need-to-know copy on BloombergQuint.com. And with that, I wish you a safe day ahead. And it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Hormuz. And as always, thank you all for listening in. That's all we have for you in this podcast. But as always, there's a lot more on the website, BloombergQuint.com. So don't forget to check it out. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene of the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 